Now this album took my breath away. It's called Death Race for Love by Juice World, and I am so stoked to air the... Well, the- we interrupt this scheduled broadcast for a breaking news update from the Sticky Buttons podcast. What is up, everybody? This is your host, Brandon. And this is Blake. And this is the Sticky Buttons pod, where we talk about the games that we love playing and just have a good time. Yeah, definitely. And we love having a good time so much that we're re-recording part of this episode. Um, This is episode 21. We're calling it Take Two over here. So in a little bit, you're going to hear another intro and a little bit of our first take on it. Um, We kind of we kind of recorded it and you know how it is in out here in the pandemic. Sometimes you have bad days and uh, that that episode was more of a stressy, stressy, lemon depressy more more than easy, easy, <laughs> lemon squeezy. So we, we want to be a <laughs> we want to be a source of positive light out here. So we're going to record, re-record some of those conversations that we had. So we hope you guys enjoy. And uh, it's cool because you'll be hearing us in the past for us but it's also like our past and our future so like we're caught in a time loop brandon we're caught in a time loop. Right. we're caught in a time loop what a way to kick off the episode all right well let's jump in you'll hear us in a sec welcome to the sticky buttons podcast this is your host brandon and this is blake and we're coming at you with a hot new episode, episode 21. We're drinking, baby. Woo! <laughs> I'm drinking. It's our 20. We made it. <laughs> we made it to our 21st episode. And that's crazy because I just turned 21. I'm feeling I'm feeling a little emotional about this episode. Really, bro? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it I guess it is a milestone. That's pretty big. What have you been playing, Blake? Well, dude, I have been. You know, busy week. Um, I'm sure you've had uh, a busy week as well. Busy week. I've really only been playing Pokemon Red, the original, the OG, on my emulator, the RG351P, if you were interested. (laughs) That's a sick concept. And if you want to hear more about that, listen to our last episode. We really went into that in depth. Yeah, I think we I think we titled it Emulate Your Thalamus. Actually, I think that might have been was that episode 20? Actually, yeah, that was that was three episodes ago. That was episode 18. Emulate your thalamus. And actually, on that, really quick, I totally was saying something to you, Brandon. And I totally spaced like the second half of the um, like the point I was trying to make. So I don't know if you remember, but I brought up this thing called the paradox of choice. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like if you if you didn't listen to that or you're just catching us now, the paradox of choice is something that it's like a theory. And basically the theory is that people are happier if they have less choices. And a lot of like the example that I had used in the last one was people contribute the paradox of choice to Trader Joe's success. But they can also, there were studies done on like McDonald's menu and how less is more kind of a thing. So basically what I was trying to, the point that I was trying to make about bringing up this paradox of choice is when I had got my emulator, my RG351P, it came with like a thousand games on it. And there were some like really good titles that I, and there's some really good titles that I would totally check out, but I just didn't didn't and I was like I don't really want to because I don't know there's just so many choices um it kind of felt a little bit overwhelming because there were like so many systems and there's just so much and like I said I actually didn't like the firmware and I didn't like how it was set up so I went through the time to learn how to change all that and then I added some a shorter list of games but they were like hyper specific where I was like I want to play all of these like I would totally play all these like these are games on my list and basically I was a lot happier with that and that's kind of the like where why or how the paradox of choice comes in so just something to consider if you are thinking about getting an emulator, um, especially like the RG351P. Thanks for the breakdown on that, Blake. Exactly. Have you ever been in a situation where the paradox of choice has come into play? I'm sure I have. I'm certain I have. I feel like an animal crossing. Really? Is there just like, oh, like just so much to do? Yeah. You just, there's so many different avenues you could take. And yeah, I kind of feel that way in like Breath of the Wild a little bit, where it's just like there's so much that I can do, and I just like don't really know what to do yet. So I've kind of just been skirting around. That's definitely one game. That's one where it's like you could spend hours and not even go anywhere, really. Yeah, yeah, I still haven't unlocked all of the map, I haven't gotten all the towers. 
and that's kind of the thing that I've been doing on that. Uh, but I haven't played that in a couple of weeks just because I'm playing playing other things, been really busy. But I, you know, actually, man, on this, on the paradise of choice, I'm I wonder if I would feel that way about like Game Pass, like Xbox's Game Pass. But you had do you have the do you have the PlayStation version of that? The was it the PlayStation Plus subscription? No, I don't. Um, I wish I did though. I would save a lot of money on games and I'd be able to try new titles. Wait, wait, what did you use to get? Final Fantasy 7. Oh, I just have the um, PlayStation Plus subscription. Is that different than... It's like, think of like Xbox Live. Oh, gotcha. So like you get that with like your Xbox... Okay, okay. So like you're with like your ability to play online. Does, does PlayStation have a, like a digital library? Like the Xbox Game Pass? What do you mean? Do you know like, so like the Xbox Game Pass, you can like pay like a subscription and you get like... 100 something actually i don't even know how many it is i'm familiar with how the game pass i actually paid for the game pass for a few months and then i just didn't use it enough it was it's a really cool concept and yes i think playstation does also have a service a service like that we'll have to get back we'll have to get back to back to y'all on that because i've heard that that's like a really good way to to do it and to play some games because i i recently i thought to myself i was like some of the games that i really want to play are on this list and i was like maybe i should just get the get the list or get the the xbox game pass i was thinking i was like maybe i should just get a game pass especially because they just added a bunch of bethesda games to it um what i've been playing i've been playing a lot of pokemon red dude um i beat my first gym I think his name's Brock. The Rock Gym? Yeah. First one, dude. It's interesting, man. I, because <laughs> in Sword, I would really make sure I had a tight matchup. And it's like, honestly, like in red, it's just the first, like the first town. Like that's where the gym is. And you can't progress until you beat beat the gym in the first town. And I did it with a, a, a B drill, which is a, or B drill, which is a, <laughs> which is in the first gen. That's your, that's Weedle's evolution um, which i think is like the moth one in the later the later gens it's basically not the butterfree it's the it's the other caterpillar that you can get but in gen one it like turns into bee drill and it's basically this badass bee that has drills for hands and it's pretty sick but a bug type against a rock type <laughs> you're gonna get crushed yeah and then my um <laughs> i had charmander or I think it might have been the Chameleon by that point. Uh, but yeah, like the only, I was like, the only way I'm going to beat this guy is if I have like significant level advantage, which I grinded it out and did the first gym. And I was like, you know, man, I don't know if I want to do this to experience the first game. So on my emulator, I threw some cheats on there. So now I have infinite money, which is nice. I can go around um, as fast as I want because I like have like a bike quote unquote. So like basically I just move faster and there is a cheat that gives me additional XP, but it kind of breaks the game a little bit and also makes the the Pokemon you're fighting like the same level as you. And it like changes the level to like, it's like ZLR or something. And or, or like some weird, like it just changes like the, um, the actual level so that when you beat that Pokemon, you get like a thousand plus XP but it also like it's harder to beat them and it's just as likely that they will crush you because um, you're at the same level. I like turn, I turned that one on for a little bit and instead of like grinding for like the equivalent of a couple hours, it would just be like grind for 10 minutes. Your Pokemon are basically stats. So I'm probably going to do that similar thing going forward. But yeah, I'm currently, currently looking for the TM cut or I guess that would be, I don't know. See, this is the thing about... Gen 1, I don't know if it's HM or TM yet. I don't know if they did that because they also like in Gen 1, it's weird because when you get a new move, it doesn't tell you anything about the move. It's just like, do you want this move? So I have to like, every time I'm like, I don't know if I want that move. So I have to like look up the stats online, which is which is kind of interesting. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's a weird experience. I kind of just wanted to experience. Yeah, I kind of just wanted to experience Gen 1 and it's been fun, dude. I've had a good time with it. Um it, I'm definitely glad that I'm playing it with cheats because if I didn't have that XP super fast, it, it would kind of be a drag. I can imagine taking all that time away from Sword and Shield. <laughs> Do you ever think about playing Sword, or, Sword and Shield when you're playing Red? Um, sometimes. I mean, it's kind of it's a totally different vibe though. Because I mean, like at I mean at this point, I can't really do too much else and 
sort. I'm kind of just, uh, I mean, I'm doing like the surprise trades, trying to fill out the Pokemon that I can't get in my game. And I'm, I'm working my way through the, the Crown Tundra DLC, which I'm really enjoying. But I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying it because it's like in handheld and it's like a small little handheld. So it's like a different vibe. And I'm really, I'm really kind of about it. It's more, it's more chill and like low stakes. So that's, that's interesting that you mentioned the Crown Tundra. I've been thinking about getting it. I've been on Pokemon trying to go through that list you sent me of uh, Pokemon you need me to catch. Bro, you're being a champ on that. For our listeners out there, we made a little list of all the Pokemon that I don't have in my, uh, that I don't have in my Pokédex, and Brandon is working his way through that. So thank you, man. Yeah. It could be, it could be a, a group effort that we, you know, complete the Pokédex. That'd be so awesome, dude. I've never done it. We're gonna, we're gonna do it, Sword and Shield. It's only right before we can play the, the next gen. Yeah, that's kind of what I was, I was kind of thinking. I'm like. That would be really cool to, to complete the Pokédex for this next one. Like, before we go into this next one, I think that'd be really fun. Just to, like, say, like, yeah, like, I've done it once. And I feel like it's one of those things where I don't think I'm going to need to do it again. We should make a celebratory episode. Just, like, a little episode where we celebrate. I would love that, man. We definitely should, dude. Pokédex completion. Yeah, man. You actually, you really should get the Crown Tundra because I'm. Well, I guess it's the you get all you get both of them together. And in in the first DLC, the the Island of Amor, you get either a Balbasaur or a Squirtle. So you can pick one of those that you can get. And I actually, I have. I can trade you the other one because I I have them. Venusaur. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I I did say the wrong one. No, no, no. V is. V- is Venusaur the first one? Yeah, Venusaur and Squirtle. Venusaur and, and Well, no, no. Venusaur is the final evolution of um, Bulbasaur. Sorry. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't have Venusaur yet. Actually, yeah, I do. I just. I just evolved it. But dude, I'm having a blast with it. It's really. That's really fun. I actually got all those through surprise trades. So there are a lot of people that are trying to trying to get those red natures on those. So if you surprise trade enough, you'll probably probably end up getting getting one or both of both of those i got a lot of charmanders <laughs> dude how much how much are you surprised trading? dude every like when i get on i'll just i'll surprise trade like pretty much the whole time i'm playing because yeah Why not? but yeah i mean i've actually gotten some really cool pokemon i've gotten some really cool pokemon that aren't even in this um aren't even in this game like i got the mudkip and torchek which are really cool so That's now i'm looking awesome. for a trico <laughs> Trico. Finish out the trio. That takes me back, man. I love that final evolution septile. Yeah, that was that was my first that was my first Pokemon. I mean, I think it was yours too. Your first starter. My first that was my first starter, man. Yeah. So, love Leaf Blade. I chose Mudkip. Mudkip was my first starter. Dude, I'll have to give you a Mudkip. I'll I'll uh I'll breed my what's what's the final evolution of Mudkip? I don't remember what it's Swampert. Swamp rat. Or I don't know. It's not rat. It's what what is it? It doesn't end with a T. Swampert. <laughs> Swampert. Swamp. You heard swamp rat. That's it. Uh, Swampert. Yeah, yeah. I'll definitely breed that up and send you one because that's lit, man. You should really have one. I actually jumped into a, a, a mass raid battle the other day and the person that was hosting it had um, a swampert and they they wrecked with it. <laughs> I can imagine that that thing that thing puts in work. Yeah, definitely do. I miss it. I miss it on my squad. Yeah, dude. And also like with the Crown Chunder DLC, they introduced a new kind of raid battle that's really cool. I don't remember what it's called, but basically if you complete a series of raid battles with four other people using Pokemon that the NPCs in the game give you. <laughs> you can have a chance at catching a legendary Pokemon. So I just caught a Zapdos, and so that's pretty cool. What Pokeball did you use? Uh, just Ultra Ball. Uh, yeah, that's probably probably your best bet. Um, but I was wondering, in terms of completing my Pokedex, do I have to be, fight the league? Because I haven't beat them yet. Do you think that's something I should do to finish off that list? Actually, yeah, I think you have to because you have to, unless you, unless you have the legendary from uh from like a previous playthrough because you have to i think you have to beat the league in order to have i guess spoilers for sword and shield you have to beat the league in order for the chairman rose to try and destroy the world and then you have to save the day with the rusty shield in your case with hop that's like like three hours of work though so (laughs) you can definitely spread that out and then you have to like 
after you do that, you have to do the the end game missions, which is kind of a kind of a lot. That's like that's a lot of gameplay, man. So dude, no rush on that at all. Definitely make try to get through that though, because that's probably one of the easiest catches. Yeah. Well, it's actually, man. If you, I I found it real easy to to find some of those. So if you're if you're struggling. Like, let me know and I'll just, I'll send you like a video on how to do it. I really, cause like I went down like one for one and I was like, I'm going to catch this one today. And I was like, I Google how to do it. And people are actually like, have like really good videos out there on how to do it. So I'll definitely. I'm going to have to get on that. Yeah, dude. I'll send me, send me those YouTubers. Definitely, man. There's this one, I guess I'll give him a shout out. Um, he didn't really have any like the catching videos, but I got recommended a bunch of his stuff and then I watched it and I just thought it was funny. Seems like Pokey Tips Mike or something. <laughs> he had some pretty entertaining videos. <laughs> but what have you been playing, man? What have you been up to? Shout out. Shout outs to him. Yeah, shout outs to Pokey Tips Mike, baby. <laughs> man, I've been playing my my Pokemon, trying to, you know, fill out that Pokedex. I have been on Animal Crossing a lot, trying to keep up a streak you get rewards for having a daily streak and i've been been trying to keep that going i still haven't built that shop missing some iron nuggets but i'm really close i'm really close this time guys i'm gonna get it real soon i'm optimistic about it what do you get when you get that shop i just get access to more items and a more comprehensive system to get bells oh, gotcha. um, and that allows you to do even more right yeah you know, I can grind some more. You gonna play the play the a... bell market? Oh yeah, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get in there. Um, bells of the moon, baby. Um, I trade my Deutsche coins for for bells, dude. I so. bet there's somebody out there that's selling bells for bells for Deutsche coins. I wonder what happens if I Google it. Convert my Doge coins to bells. All right, I am back. Well, I found it. I found a I found a Reddit thread where there's a guy that has a link. Um, and it's basically, I'll give you 500 bells for every Dogecoin. 500 bells for every Dogecoin. There was a way to do it. You can do it. You can buy them. But I don't know. I don't know if I'd risk it. Let's see. I, let me, well, how much is a Dogecoin? Um, basically, Dogecoin is kind of a, a joke cryptocurrency. And one Dogecoin is worth 5.4125 cents. It's basically 500 bells for five cents. That's a reasonable price. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of just a joke. It's kind of like a joke cryptocurrency, Dogecoin. I don't, I literally it's pretty cool don't you could use it for it stuff like that. Memes. It's kind of cool you could use it for something like that. Like that's an application of cryptocurrencies. Yeah, I mean, cryptocurrencies have a really cool like idea. Like, it's really cool fundamental like idea about it and i don't know i had a, a business professor that was kind of like i guess he explained it in a really good well or a really good way he explained it really well he explained it in a good way and he said that a if you lived in america and you're like hey i'll give you a hundred dollars in bitcoin or a hundred dollars you'd probably choose the dollar or a hundred dollars and but if I could give you a hundred dollars or a hundred Venezuelan dollars or a hundred Venezuelan dollars worth of Bitcoin, you'd probably choose the Bitcoin. So that was kind of um, where he was coming from. Where like if you have a if you live in a country that has a highly influx currency valuation, it might be better to do like a cryptocurrency. Maybe I don't know. You know, so I mean, Bitcoin has certainly been more stable than I guess the Venezuelan dollar. So I guess that example still holds up. But anyways, this isn't about that. <laughs> kind of like me in Animal Crossing. I just took out a loan on my new home. That's how they get you, Brandon. You're going to be paying interest on that home. And well, in Animal Crossing, you don't have to pay interest. No, I don't. I, I really don't. I, if I did, I don't know what I would do, man. I'd be caught up. <laughs> uh, Slumlord Tom Nook out there be harassing you brand be knocking on my door does he harass you for for payments at all never, never. does he leave does he leave his like area of the map or do they or does the nook family kind of just stay the nook family stays posted <laughs> <laughs> they have their tent and you can go in there at all all hours like any day anytime and that's something that changes when you get the shop. Oh, it has hours when you get the shop. Yeah, oh, that's like cool. they're not there. Well, you gotta, you gotta help those poor, those poor nook workers out, man. <laughs> I do. I gotta. I have them caught in this loop where they're just 
in their tent 24 7 and then they, don't they control the phones too they control the airwaves they control the network man they control yeah they control the uh airplane agency that's that's my only way out of there honestly i don't have a boat oh dang i can't vaulting pole my way through the ocean wow so, so they you get like a, a nook phone and that honestly do you like the nook the nook phone i I don't really use it i just use it to like get my goals completed um it is what it is yeah man i'm, I'm gonna be honest when i that's one of the biggest turnoffs for me about that game is they have like like the phone i've been looking into it more since you you're trying to convince me to get it. i've been looking into it more yeah i don't know if i really want to get on a video game to where like there's like a phone with apps on it like <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to get away from that. So I, I feel that. I, don't know. I mean, does I it work that. with the game though? Or- no, it definitely works with the game. Like you have like a, a fossil museum in there. It keeps track of everything you've seen. You have like you know where you go to collect some of the goals that you complete. Um, you have access to. I honestly don't don't know. But that's all I use it for. So, but there's more features there and it's just features in the game. It's just like a clever way to put it in there, I guess. But yeah, the game is marketed towards like kids. So yeah. that's, that's, Maybe that's more concerning. Hmm. Hook them on the phone and the apps early. Well, I'm hooked, man. If you, I haven't told you because I wanted to bring it up on the pod, but you got a shiny new phone. What? Look at those three cameras. Yeah, dude. It's pretty They're sick, watching man. you. They're, they're watching me too. I actually, at this point, so I've got the new iPhone 12 here. Yeah. <laughs> he just made the Illuminati sign. Yeah, dude. Oh, oh man. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this new, actually, I got the iPhone 12 Pro Max. So um, I'm very large and in charge. Of- oh, okay, Blake. <laughs> not, not, I to, see you. not to flex sizes you. on you over here or anything. Um, but... <laughs> You want me to tell you my dimensions, Brandon? <laughs> so my what are those dimensions? Oh boy. Um it's basically six point three three inches by three point zero seven inches. So it's pretty big. It's actually it's very large. It is it's it's kind of like as big as my face. How easy is it to slip into your pocket? Oh, it's easy. I have really no issues with it. I'm I'm honestly really enjoying the bigger phone, man. Cause I had the I had the seven, and um, I got this thing, and dude, it's really fun. I'm really trying to. I haven't had a new phone in a long time, so I'm really trying to figure out the capabilities of it. Um, this phone has lidar, dude. Really, which is crazy. Light imaging. Yeah, something detection. Um, what do they use it for? Well, so here's the thing. The the lidar is um on the cameras. They have like a little laser, and okay, so they have a little laser on the on the faceplate that has the cameras and i actually at this point the faceplate that has the cameras is so large that i actually had to buy a screen protector for those cameras so yeah, screen protector on my screen and a screen protector on these cameras on the lenses and uh i got no no more home button no more touch id i'm all face id now um, which is really cool but the lidar is I for basically making i got a funny story about <laughs> what'd you say I got a funny story about face. Face ID? Face scan. I'd love to hear yeah. it, man. Um, man, I recently, I got it. I had to take it off of my phone because I found out that mine just doesn't work for some reason. What do you mean? Like other people can use it and get, get into my face ID. Oh. I don't know how. My girlfriend just did it. <laughs> She she just got in there and it was working. It's insane. Trying to hide something from your so, girlfriend, Brandon. Hey, I just like having my privacy. <laughs> so. No, man. Yeah, definitely. Like, you. I mean, is there? Was it just like not synced up, or can you like can you like redo it? Like redo your. Face? I don't know. Have I, it rescan your face. Maybe that that's what it is. That could maybe be it's it. just a bad scan. I was thinking it was probably like how the option for how long I let my screen stay open after it unlocks. Yeah, it might be that too. I didn't even know that was a thing. But I can like pretty much tell, like I think I think it stays locked and like at least mine, it stays locked until my face is in front of it. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of having the new phone. It's been a while, it's been a long time coming. But anyways, this lidar. It's an exciting feeling. Yeah, it is. It really is. I I haven't got a case for it yet because I was really. That's what I was gonna ask you. Yeah, I was really like because I with the 
um, the 12 Max Pro. They have stainless steel siding on it, and it looks really cool, like depending on the color you get. And mine's gold, and it looks really cool. Um, but the and I was like, I really want to show off the gold, but the problem is, is that because it's like stainless steel or whatever, my fingerprints really show up on it. And because you hold it with the side of your, I mean, you're always holding, you're always touching the side. So it, I think I'm going to get a case because it's certain, it looks kind of bad. And like, if your hands are sweating, it will like, the sweat will be like beaded up on the metal um, from your oils and stuff. So I'm probably going to. That's it. They probably use stainless steel because it's so like easy to. That's probably really inexpensive. And I'm, I'm like, what percentage of people use a case on their phones? I feel like most of them do. So I feel like that's a really large percentage. So that's something that like you could honestly not even. Yeah, it actually, man, honestly, it, this phone, I almost didn't get this phone because um, because it's really blocky. It's actually it's actually almost as blocky as like the iPhone four. If you if you remember the iPhone four. Um, cause like the, the yeah. other ones, they're really like thin and they have rounded edges. This one has really blocky edges, which I'm showing Brandon, but like, you can look up the iPhone 12 on, on the internet. And I almost got the, the 11 pro max, but I didn't because I got 5g baby. So the real me in conspiracy theories, I, you know, I've been having this metal taste in my mouth since I got it too. So <laughs> that's, that's not stop. stop. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. How long have you had it for? Um, this is my third day with it. Three days. And have you installed any games in it yet? Yeah, dude. I have a, have a ton. And I have not had a chance to play it, unfortunately. Except for Marvel's Conquest of Champions, which I sunk a ton of hours into when I was in high school. And I picked up my save file from 2016. No way. They still had that on their servers? They still had it. And it, it took like a full hour to download. <laughs> my save file but that's sick. um turns out i suck at this game now because i haven't played it in a long time then oh, okay i'm actually i'm actually really bad i i played it for like 10 minutes and i tried to do like a story quest and i was like oh yeah this is why i bounce from this because it's kind of one of those things where so like if you're fighting it's like a fighting game and if you're fighting a hero you can only get so like every hero has like a star value so like my biggest heroes are three stars and then they have like bronze, gold, and silver, which is like the yeah. level up or if they have like a special ability or special armor or something like that. And <laughs> the, I think the highest one you can get for free is like a three or a four or like you can definitely, you can get threes for free, but getting a four is like really hard for free. And it's like, you're going up against like, they have like campaigns which I think if you play somebody online, I think they're going to be about the same level as you, but they have like actual like campaigns and it's very much like the energy meter. So you can only do a certain amount of moves in a day and then your energy meter has to refill or you can pay for it. Um, and then like the heroes, it's like you can only get a hero up to a certain amount for free. And then it's like you have to fight a level five hero. But if you, in order to get a level five hero, you have to pay for a level five hero crystal. And, you know, it's like you only have a chance of getting a level five hero. And they, that's how they kind of get people that like gambling addiction. Um, what is that online play like? I, have, I haven't played the online play since I downloaded it because I was just trying to like play through this, this story because it was like Odin's quest or something like that. And you have to like fight Odin. I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Like that sounds really lit. But um, yeah, I have I couldn't get past the um, American. Oh, F word. What is Iron Legion? That's what that's what it, the that's what his name is. Couldn't get past my uh, level four star Iron Legion, which is the the first hero that I had to fight. And it's like a whole like tree, so you have to like move. You have to like defeat people and like do the move in order to get to the end. And I was like, yeah, I'm just not. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to. I was like, I definitely need a better hero in order to, to do that, you know? So yeah, I'm kind of bounced on that. I've, I have downloaded this game called, here, let me pull it up. Genish Impact or Gensh, it's Genshin Impact. Have you heard of Genshin Impact? No, I haven't. Well, let me tell you, Brandon, the only thing that. I know about it is it's the quickest mobile game 
to ever reach a billion dollars through sales of its mobile game stuff. I guess it's insanely popular in that's insane in other countries as well as popular here. I've heard it described as like actually I'm not even gonna say what I've heard it described as because I'm I haven't played it and I don't really I don't know yet. So but I also I also have um, I mentioned it before on the pod, this game called Sky. And I'm really excited to jump back into that. It's like I said, it's been a busy week for me. Haven't had a ton of time to play. And Brandon has been a busy bee over there as well. Kicking ass in his midterms, which is why he sounds so tired. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Been having a hard time. These midterms, I actually have to stay up and study for accounting after this. So You're on spring break, dude. Live a little. Yeah, I can't afford it. <laughs> Don't, yeah, do, you, do what you got to do, man. <laughs> Don't let me peer pressure you into having fun. Yeah, he gave me a salty look. I mean, I'm gonna play. <laughs> I'm gonna play with my Switch definitely at some point. I'll probably take it with me to work tomorrow. Yeah, dude. We'll definitely take it easy. I mean, try to try to relax as much as you can as well as get get as much stuff done as you can. I'm excited, dude. I'm excited for you to have some free time, get some relaxing time in, and uh, glad that you're done. Yeah, glad you made it through the end of the tunnel. I'm just halfway there. Just halfway there. Well, I don't know. I think it's a big milestone. You know, you got to, if midterms really, really beat you down, you got, now you just know that you can't let it happen next time. That's very true. You got some time. You got some time. Time to save yourself. Save your grades. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks to, thanks to all you listeners out there. Um, send, keep, keep poor little Brandon in your, <laughs> in your thoughts as he takes on the second half of his semester. Please pray for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much, everybody. Have a great one. Jeez, Brandon. Cut the shit. We gotta get right to business. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, so what's been going on, man? This is the this is the take two. <laughs> the take two. Um man, I, I mean I've been on the same timing of Animal Crossing, trying to get through the league. Um, I'm, I got a lot further. I just the beat, league? Yeah, I just beat Hop. And Poor guy. And now we have to go see what's up with his brother. Oh, so you're going back to the Chairman Rose Tower? Yeah. Man, honestly, I really like that whole part of the game. Like, um, I don't know, it's just cool. What's... Piers, I love Piers in that. That's just so fun. I'm just so about it. He's kind of like, he's like, why are you dragging me along to this? But like, I guess you need me. <laughs> I think that whole that whole like timeline's fun. Piers is Piers is a sick character. Yeah, he's cool. I <clears throat> excuse me. His rare lead card is really cool. Once you once you get to the end of the game, did you know about the no, rare lead card? I'm not familiar with them. So I think it's. I think you get them when you're in the quest to catch the uh, the legendary. So for me, it was Zycan, and for you, Zim, what was it? Zima or what's the what's the swords legendary or the shields legendary Pokemon? I think Z- Zamazenta. Zamazenta, yeah, that's totally it. So yeah, um, when you're going to get Zamazenta, you'll you'll get a chance to battle um, some of the. Well, you'll get a chance to not battle. You'll get a chance to go back to the the gyms, and you'll get to talk to the gym leaders again, and they'll give you their rare league cards. And this is pretty cool, but that's not what we're here to talk about, Brandon. We're here to talk about take two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the last time we did this, or last time we attempted to do this, we talked about game trailers a little bit and how the cinematics of those are actually kind of fake. And it was something that both of us recently learned. And yeah, that the cinematics are actually developed by the people that make the game. And they're usually done under the guise of like a marketing team and how they're kind of at the time when they make the trailers just because like the game making the making of the game process is so long that they're usually the trailers are made before like well before the game is finished and it's kind of like what they hope the game will be but it's not necessarily what the game will be and in the in the previous take we were kind of like oh capitalism ruins everything and it was pretty sad but (laughs) um now 
Now, uh, after sitting on this information for a little bit and actually doing some more research, we, we have a more intelligent take. And that is, uh, or at least, I don't know about you, Brandon, but I have a more intelligent take. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, after like listening to some other industry experts and doing some more research, basically from what I've gathered is that instead of like, like cinematic trailers are fun and they're awesome and you should totally totally like continue to to watch them and be hype about them but maybe don't like feed into the hype that much and just know like it's a little bit it's a little bit fake but also um the main thing i mean obviously have fun with them like i like some of my favorite games like i've been hooked since the trailer i don't think it's like a big deal like you shouldn't feel bad about it by any means the big thing is to not pre-order the game based on the trailer based on the trailer and that you should wait for the game to come out and actually actually listen to the gameplay and or like watch some gameplay and, and like listen to the reviews and yeah. stuff do you have anything you want to say on that i think that's a good idea i've also fell fell victim to that just watching a trailer and being like yeah i really need that game but you know in reality it was just it was a bit of a catfish um so just titanfall was one that didn't do that for me though i watched the trailer and i really enjoyed it and then i really enjoyed the mm -hmm. game the whole way what are some examples of, of games that you really enjoyed um you know it's funny that you say that because the the one that like i'm distinctly thinking in my head that i was like from the get-go i was like oh i'm gonna buy that game like no matter what um, was, it was actually also from Respawn, which is the people that make and publish uh, Titanfall. It was Jedi Fallen Order. And I was like, that is just like the sick. <laughs> I was like, I'm in, dude. You got me. And yeah, that was, I mean, that was a great game. I mean, I've definitely talked about it on the pod before, but just love that. Absolutely love that. Uh, but I've actually recently fallen victim um, to one of those myself, even though like the, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say the game because I'm hoping that it turns around, but also like this is a, a podcast where you talk about the games we love and not necessarily the ones we don't. But so I recently watched the trailer for, I heard about a game, watched the trailer for it, watched some gameplay. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that looks so much fun. I'm just going to buy it. And I probably did like 10 minutes of research and I just bought it. And um, I did not have a good experience with it. And I actually like totally hated it. And I got like motion sick and I almost threw up, so. <laughs> which is not what you want. So, I mean, everybody falls victim to it, um, the marketing. So, I mean, it kind of sucks, but we like as gamers, if you really want to um, get the most out of your, your dollar, you really have to do independent research mm -hmm. on games. Um, you know, which hopefully we'll be able to help you out with that. And I mean, I think oftentimes like the best research you could do is just watching gameplay, like somebody play through the game and seeing whether or not that's something that you would like to experience. Yeah, definitely. I I really sometimes like if a, it's weird, it's I have like a weird viewpoint on that. I mean, maybe it's not that weird. I feel like every time I'm in a position where I'm like, oh, I really want to check out a game and I'm like about to watch some gameplay, I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch gameplay because I don't want to get spoilers. I'm always like in my head, I'm like, what if that's the best part of the game? <laughs> and yeah. I don't know. I mean, I actually, with some that I'm really serious about, I've actually been so scared of spoilers that I didn't even do it. Do you do, you do that? Pretty no, I don't. Much? I'm actually on the opposite end of that spectrum. I, I love to see what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. Well, I guess take it from Brandon, not, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some games that you've done that with? Most of the Pokemon games are ones that I've done that with. Maybe, I'm trying to remember, Halo. Halo games because I was always on like the Call of Duty side of things and then to mm. just spectate the Halo see if I really wanted to play that and then I got into the lore of it all and oh yeah it's very dangerous uh, and then I ended up with Halo 3. <laughs> yeah that's awesome man. Dude I'm, I'm excited that I mean there's a new Halo game that's coming out and I mean I think that'd be really yeah, fun. Yeah man that'd like, be really I'd fun just game. get on a buggy. Is that what it's called? That The Warthogs. Oh, the, oh, the Warthogs? <laughs> What are the what are the flying things? Banshees. Um, oh, the banshees. What's the what's the sword called? I forget what that's called. It's in there somewhere. That's like one of the like most fun things to do. Yeah, I don't remember what that's called. But also for in, in regards to the trailers, that whole like trailer for that game. I mean, actually, it might not be Halo. Is I think it's Halo Infinite, isn't it? And they have like uh, I don't I don't know which. I think I don't remember which Halo it was. But you know, do you know the one I'm talking about? Where it's, it might like, have been have, like, Halo Five. Ones for I gotta look this up. Like the ones where they're like, um, 
they like it's like the, they interview like the war the like the veterans quote unquote of the war and they like it's like they're recreating I, the music. I actually have no idea. It it was Halo Three. I did find it. Yeah, so we just watched some of the the Halo Three, uh, some of those trailers. If you want to find them online, they're called the Halo Three Belief Campaign. <laughs> it's almost like they're interviewing quote unquote veterans of the war that's in Halo, and it's kind of like really it looks kind of like emotional. Like if you, if you didn't know, like you, there's no way that you would know that this was like fake, like a fake war. Like in one of them, like they're interviewing somebody and he just like casually picks up like a, like a shell and he's like, Oh, this is a shell from a sniper rifle. And then they like talk about master chief's grave. And then in a, in another one, they're, they're like interviewing like a quote unquote veteran in a, in a forest and, and he talks about his like, and he's like, yeah, like our whole squad had to go dark. And then they were like, do you mind if we turn the lights off? And it basically, it's like a huge, like documentary. It looks like a documentary set. And then they like shut the lights off. And, and it kind of like the whole like campaign is just kind of like them making like a quote unquote, like fake museum about how all of humanity fought off the, what, what, what are the bad guys? in Covenant. Is it called the Coven? The Covenant. Yeah. So. So that's like a whole different kind of trailer, but you should definitely go look all that up because that's really interesting. They don't really have much gameplay in that, but you know, I think like, and they did, they definitely did have trailers at the time that had like gameplay. To answer your question, Brandon, I don't think I saw very many of these in, in real time. Like, I think I saw just the gameplay ones, but I mean, I may have saw one or two of these, but I didn't really play any of the story of any of the previous Halo games, so it wouldn't have meant anything to me at the time. But because I, I mean, a lot of things that I just played with Halo were just like the the one v one when you're in that huge match, like just at a friend's place, or sometimes um, on like Boy Scouting trips, we would like rent a cabin in the winter and like we throw oh, that that's up sick. on like the TV in the cabin and we'd we'd do that, which is really fun because it was like I mean like 30, 30 guys just doing 1v1s like you just gotta like wait your turn like it's and like winter like winter stays and that that was really fun had a good time with that but yeah so it's a whole different type of tra- trailer but i mean if i had saw those like i probably would have i probably would have bought it just yeah it's just so i cool. i love halo 3 the story of all the campaign and playing multiplayer it really switched it up i remember playing halo on my school computers and then just like hoping i got to play it on the console and then I got Halo 3 and had a really good time with it. And since then, Halo 4 and Halo 5 were just an immediate cop, especially after the trailer. The trailers for those are really, really cool as well. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, at this point, like, I really, I mean, maybe it's just that we're getting getting a little bit older and we've just been burned too many times. But I really feel like just trying to, like, be more conscious about making sure that a game works for you. Definitely. Saves you time and money saves you time and money moving on man another thing that we we talked about in the first take that um we're cutting out is the how i really wanted yeah. one of those snes controllers i that, saw it on uh, facetime the other day. It really cool and well so the thing at the at the time when i recorded um i was just very upset because the actual like the Nintendo released SNES ones, they're always out of stock, and then they have their own set of like scalpers. And there's like a Reddit page. That you can <laughs> Very upset at the time, um, but then I, I just kind of came to terms with it that I wasn't ever gonna get one because they're also like the like if you wanted to buy one on Amazon, like so they sell them for like thirty bucks, and on Amazon they're like you you can get one for like two hundred, and I was just like no no dog but it actually this this story has like a like a great positive twist and i was able to get an off-brand like not licensed by nintendo um nes controller for the switch and it's really it's not necessarily for the switch it actually can connect to laptops your phone and i have yet i have yet to connect it to my phone but i really want to connect it to my phone um and my and my computer actually and play some games on it and additionally, it has Joy-Cons. So it's basically a full Switch controller, which the original SNES does not have Joy-Cons. 
So it's basically an SNES controller with Joy-Cons. That's kind of what it looks like. I'm showing Brandon right now. That doesn't mean this is the box, but basically what it looks like. And it has great battery life. And if you want to buy this online, it's called the 8-Bit Do SN30 Pro Bluetooth Gamepad. And it's compatible with Switch, Windows, Androids, Mac OS, Steam, and... It says on here, like on, and on the website and stuff, that you can hook it up to your um, iOS devices. But I'm actually looking at it now. You can also hook it up to Raspberry Pi. So like if, let's say, for example, you have a, like a gaming computer and you wanted to emulate an SNES game and you wanted to play it with an SNES controller, you could get this and play an SNES controller and you could, or play the SNES game and then this controller would also you could also play like yeah cold war on this because it has like all the all the all the um buttons and stuff for it so it's really cool man i'm it has a great positive story i mean that was only like 50 bucks and i'm i'm loving it dude i've been i think that's gonna be my my main uh, i can see why <laughs> for my switch i i mean yeah it's great dude and honestly like i don't so I also discovered I don't really have the, the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller. I have, well, it is a Pro Controller, but it's not the Pro, the quote-unquote Pro Controller. Let's see if I can find what it's called. Okay, I think they're, maybe they're called the Power A Controllers. Enhanced, enhanced wireless controllers. I'm seeing Power A a lot. So I think that they're Power A Controllers. Basically, they look like the nintendo switch pro controllers but they have different buttons like the the bumpers are different and the handles are thicker and it's basically it's more like an xbox 360 controller but it's like more blocky and it just like the the triggers are they just don't work because they're like in the shape of a triangle but in like not a good way and basically after i found that out i mean like i didn't i guess i didn't really know that going in but i i've really had a lot of problems with just it feeling good in my hands so i'm totally well it seems like that's your favorite remote now or your favorite way to play the switch no yeah definitely i mean now that i got that like this 8-bit do 8-bit do s30 sn30 pro yeah, man, it, it's great. I, I, it really, that's like a, a positive ending to, to something that I was super, super sad and angry about in the beginning. So I'm very glad that, very glad that we're down. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. I would recommend that to anybody that has a Switch. Just like my little <laughs> gray dude, man. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> uh, but it's, I mean, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it and get back to you on that. But, um, and yeah, man, I'm I'm actually gonna talk a little bit more about it in episode 23 because yep. I know that we're gonna be recording that soon as well. But yeah, man, it's really opened a whole a whole new door for me. It, it really makes the Switch feel so much better. I it makes me it makes me feel like it's a yeah. better console. Like I don't even know. Like it's crazy that a controller can do that, but like I think the Joy Cons are just too tiny. And I mean, honestly, I wish this was like a little bit bigger, but that's fine uh i mean like i have not like when i'm looking at it i'm like oh it's a, it looks a little tiny but then when i'm playing it i have no issues with it and i mean honestly like actually if you were gonna buy one of these before you buy it i did see there's like another product that's similar and like a, like one youtuber was like the other one's better so maybe check that out and see i don't know what it's called but do a little bit of research topic of the notes i am um... My favorite hey man, remote great. to play with the Switch is the retro GameCube. It's like it's a secondhand one that I purchased on Amazon, but it, it's Bluetooth and it feels just like the old the old GameCube remote. Those are those are. I'm like not sure. I don't think like I don't think it is thing. just because the plastic is so cheap. I actually, dude, I'm I'm I actually should have talked to you about this before you I did. bought it. I had one of those in my cart, like the GameCube one. You um, you used to play GameCube a lot. No, I didn't, but I was like, I want a new, I want a new Switch controller, and I was like, people love the GameCube, man. So I was, I'm like, the 
I mean, I think a lot of people get the GameCube controller for yeah. the Switch so they can play Smash. Whenever I think about the definitely that, that and Mario it? Kart, those two, because that's what I mainly would play Don't on the GameCube, it. and it kind of like gives you that sense of nostalgia. Yeah, definitely. But, man. Yeah, totally. I'm, I'm, I'd be interested in in seeing how that works out because I mean, like, that's one of those things where, like, if I was gonna hang out with you in a in your place post pandemic, yeah, like, I could take my own controller and. We could do like a side by side. I love to love to see that, man. I actually, dude, I'm I might still buy that GameCube one. The only thing is that I had with it is that I was that I had some reservations with is the the Joy Cons are not really not Joy Cons. The joysticks. Well, you put your thumbs on joysticks. The joysticks. Because can you play like could you play Breath of the Wild and do like the double <clears throat> joysticks? Yeah. With I mean, because I know there are two joysticks on the GameCube one. Does it feel I mean, good though, there, or does it? There feel are two joysticks kinda... at the bottom that are. They feel they feel all right to me. I could definitely see myself mm-hmm. playing Breath of the Wild with that. I think I have played Breath of the Wild with that remote. There are some different models though. When I remember, they're like different ones. I would definitely say invest in the best one because right now, this one is battery operated, and that's just a pain. I wish it was micro USB. I think that they, I mean, not to, not to shout out GameStop, but I think that GameStop has, has those that are USB-C. I wonder how GameStop stock yeah, is I'm doing these days. Right I have no idea, dude. I'll have to check. Yeah, man. Wireless GameCube controller for Nintendo Switch. Um, if you get a pre-owned one, it's $39. And it actually, it has the like official Nintendo logo on it. Motion control. Uh, no, it does say double batteries. Officially licensed for Nintendo Switch. I mean, if you got if got the one, the pre-owned one from GameStop, that's $39. Unfortunately, it is still battery operated, but it does say it is officially licensed from Nintendo or for Nintendo Switch. And it does have the logo on it. So if you got it from GameStop, it might be better. I mean, you could probably I mean the new one is only ten dollars more. So, I mean, if you're going to get a controller, like I almost would say get a new controller. That's really nice. The one on the Nintendo website? Or it's not It's not from Nintendo. It's on GameStop. GameStop's website. But yeah, definitely you should check that out. I mean, I don't know if you should buy it, but see if it's right for you. Also, I think that the 8-Bit Do company, they also have like ones that are that look like the SNES, but then they have like the the modern controller like cone gotcha. things that sit in your hand do you want to say anything before thanks for tuning in and checking out the take two and uh take one yeah, and take two really a double whammy here <laughs> yeah well thanks for listening to us guys um we really appreciate it sorry that this is i mean not really i'm not gonna apologize i'm not gonna apologize that we we took a little bit longer on this one but I hope you enjoyed it and stick around. We're really excited about the episodes that we got coming up.